Hello, my sweet love. Welcome back to the Beautifully Built Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Impet, and today is not quite a live Sunday episode. I am pre-recording this because Sunday is Easter. So if you celebrate Easter, happy Easter. (laughs) I still wanted to come do a quick little episode today. I had mentioned on my Instagram story a few days ago that I have become quite the queen of manifesting amazing flights for really incredible prices. And I know quite a few of you listening, one of your manifestations is to be able to travel more. So I figured today would be a fun episode to talk about some of my favorite traveling hacks. So when you're booking your trips, you're getting the best deals and you're working smarter, not harder. So when I am looking to travel, one of the biggest recommendations that I have for you is that you don't just go online and book a trip. Go online over time and keep checking in on flights because flight tickets really fluctuate. It's not one of those things where it's set in stone. It really depends on the time of day that you're looking. Like literally the same flight can change prices a million different times. So it's really important that you check in on flights often before you choose one. So when I'm looking to book a trip, I like to check over, you know, a week or so. I personally love using Google Flights. It's been one of the most reliable I have found some of the best prices. So I will check out Google Flights. I also love using Cheapo Air. There's quite a few different ways to search for flights, but I'll say almost the majority of the time I usually end up booking with Google Flight. One of the other things that I love about Google Flight too is that you can turn on a flight tracker. So once you search a date and a flight destination, you can turn on a tracker so that way you get an email email if a flight price changes, which I really like because sometimes I'll get an email that the price dropped. And if it drops, it's a good time to log back in and check it out. I do also suggest sticking with the same airlines, you know, choose an airline that you really like and try to book through them the most because every time you book through an airline, like even if you're booking on Google flights and say like I use Alaska airline a lot, I use Delta airline a lot. So even if I'm booking on Google flight, I can still put in my frequent flyer travel number. And that really adds up. The more flights you take, the more points you can accumulate just for taking a flight. You don't necessarily have to have, you know, for Alaska Air, you don't have to have the credit card. You can still get like their frequent flyer reward program. So I don't have an Alaska credit card. My mom actually does and she gets a whole ton of points. But through Alaska Air, I still registered for their frequent flyer club or whatever. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. But anyway, I still earn points for every trip that I take with Alaska. So if you're traveling often, those points really add up. This trip that I am on right now to Boston, I ended up using points and it's, it really helps. It saves you a lot of money. When you book a trip, there's an option where you can do partial points and partial money. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, I actually ended up using my Sky Miles this trip. So I have an American Express card and every dollar I spend, I earn points that I can put towards flights. So this trip, I used Delta and I used my Sky Miles and I used... I think I used 38,000 points that I had like accumulated and then my flight cost me (laughs) $5.90. 
all the way across country from California to Boston for $5.90. It was not direct. There was layovers, of course. You know, when you get a really cheap ticket, it's very rare that it's direct flights. However, my last journey from California to Boston, I don't even know how I pulled this off because I got two direct flights, which are usually the most pricey if they're direct. I got round trip direct flights for $140, which is like literally unheard of. But it's because I use the flight tracker and I just kept waiting for the flights to change prices and I jumped on it as soon as I saw that. So it is really important if you see a price that you're like super lit up by, you have to jump on it right away, you know. So yeah, so this trip I use Sky Miles. So I do recommend that too, you know, if if travel is something that you really want to be doing more of, check out some of the reward credit cards, you know, credit cards can be dangerous for some people. They have been very dangerous in my own personal life um, in the past, but it is a really smart way. If you're going to be spending money already, it's a really smart way to accumulate reward points that you could either use on flights or hotels, things like that. So I have an American Express that I get amazing sky miles through Delta that works really, really well for me. You know, even if you were to pay your bills, your utility bills, your gas, groceries, if you were to use a SkyMile credit card and then pay it off versus just using your debit card all the time, it's like, you know, getting rewards for spending money that you would usually spend anyway. So that's something that I've been really trying to get away from is not using my debit card so much and using my credit card so I'm earning points, but then making sure that I pay it off. You know, you don't want to rack up a huge credit card bill. Yeah, you'll be able to travel, but you also have a credit card bill. You know what I mean? So think about when you go to use your debit card, can you actually use a credit card, earn some points towards something and then pay it off? So that way you're not, you know, getting interest because you're not going to be charged interest unless you leave a balance for months and months. That's when you get charged interest. So something really smart to look into opening up a credit card that might benefit for you for your travels. That's really fun. So that's kind of on like the airline thing. I'm trying to think if there's any other suggestions that I have for airlines. I did. I thought of another suggestion. If you do, if you have traveled, say you've traveled over the past year or so, and then you do plan on opening up a credit card or a rewards point system with say like Alaska Airline or Delta Airline, it is worth actually calling up and saying, hey, I'm opening a new account. However, I have flown with you so many times in the past whatever, whatever days. And if you can prove that in the past year or so you've flown with them, they may give you reward points for your past trips. This is something that I learned from a flight attendant. So it is actually worth calling like that. For example, Alaska Airline, if you open the credit card, Alaska Airlines credit card, and you've taken other Alaska Airline trips in the past 12 months, you can actually call them, tell them, prove it to them, and they may back date you the points. So that's something to think about if you've traveled in the past year or so and you're opening a new account with a airline. 
I literally love traveling and all of this. I love planning trips and everything. So if you're ever looking for help or you have questions, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to uh, answer any questions. Maybe I should look into becoming a travel a travel agent because I really love like booking trips and stuff. I think it's so fun planning and scouting out the best options. So the next one that I want to move into, I want to talk about rental cars because this is something that I am also very experienced with living the bi-coastal life. I spend quite a bit of time and money on rental cars and some of the best tips that I've found with rental cars is if you are a BJ's or a Costco, actually I'm not too sure about BJ's but I know for Costco for sure I am a Costco member so I always book my rental car through Costco. Costco gives an amazing discount on rental cars and hotels if you go to costcotravel.com. So I actually learned this. I was on a retreat once and one of the women on the retreats was like, do you use Costco to book your car? And I had no idea that I could use my Costco membership to book a car. And you can, and I have found that there are some of the best deals through Costco. So if you're looking to rent a rental car and you are a Costco member, I'm not sure if it's the same with BJ's and Sam's Club, but it's worth looking into because they're you know similar to Costco. But if you are a Costco member, go to costcotravel.com and rent your rental car. And then here's another little hack. <laughs> I have so many random hacks because I just love traveling. Another little hack that I have figured out with Costco travel for the rental car is you don't actually get charged for your reservation until you go and, you know, put the deposit down when you pick up the car. So here is something else that I have been known to do. I have been known to make more than one reservation because just like airlines, the rental car prices do, uh, they fluctuate as well. So I have gone on, found a rental car for the dates that I need it, and I will reserve it through costcotravel.com, and then I will continue to check back on the pricing. And if I find a better price, I will make a second reservation and then cancel the first reservation because there's no fee or charge for canceling. So I have done this. I've actually made up to three reservations. And then before the trip, I've decided which one that I wanted to go with. So you can make more than one reservation if you watch the prices and then you can cancel them with no problem. So that's another little tip, another little hack for rental car. I suggest that you check in with your insurance company, your car insurance company, because a lot of car insurance company these days, they cover rental cars. So if your insurance company already covers rental cars, it does not make sense to get the rental car coverage like when you go pick up the car. They're going to ask you if you want coverage and it's quite a bit more money. So if you already have car insurance, like for example, I have Geico and it already covers rental. So make sure you look in with your policy first, because if you, your insurance covers rental car, it doesn't make sense to add additional insurance through the rental car company. So make sure you check in on that too. That's another way to be able to save money. You can decline the added protection if you already have protection through your insurance company. I also did want to mention that there is an app called Turo. 
T-U-R-O, and it's an app where you can rent people's cars. So this can also work out well sometimes. You know, you have to kind of weigh out the benefits of a rental car through, you know, one of the rental car companies or using Turo. I would check both because sometimes Turo has some really good deals. People rent out their actual vehicles. So you can check in with that. You know, you have to check on the mileage because with Turo, it's not usually unlimited miles. Most rental car companies these days are doing unlimited miles. So it really depends how much you're planning on driving. You gotta kind of check the pros and cons. But Turo is a good option sometimes. Sometimes you can find a better deal renting through Turo than through a rental car company. I also know if you are under 25, there is going to be an additional fee through a lot of rental car companies. For some reason, 25 is like, I don't know why, but you're supposed to be 25 to rent a car and some companies will still rent you a car, but they give you an extra fee. Turo, on the other hand, doesn't necessarily have that. So if you are under 25 and you need to rent a car, you might wanna check out Turo. So that's covering airplanes, rental cars. The other thing that I have also learned, if you're using Lyft or Uber, I suggest checking both Lyft and Uber. For some reason, there is sometimes a price difference. So if you're needing to get a ride somewhere, open up both of the apps because sometimes there is a significant price difference. Like I'll tell you, when I'm Ubering home from San Diego airport, I don't live far at all, but for some reason, Uber is almost always more expensive. I almost always can get a better deal on Lyft. So, you know, it's mindless to have both the apps on your phone. So when I am going to book a ride, I usually do check both the apps because for some reason, there just happens to be a difference. And then there's a feature on Lyft where if you book it early, they usually give you some kind of a savings. So let's say you want to go somewhere, you know, in like an hour or whatever, open the Lyft app and check it out because sometimes there's a little bit of a savings if you order it in advance. So that's one of the things, the little hacks and tricks that I've learned with the whole Lyft and Uber situation. I can't say that I'm too great on public transportation, although one of the things that I suggest looking into is some cities have apps where you can uh, figure out their public transportation really easily. For example, in San Diego, there's an app, sorry, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but you can easily find it, um, where you can put in where you are and where you want to go, and then it breaks down exactly how to get there through public transportation. And it usually gives you a couple options. So if you're if you're taking public transportation, this is really nice. I could put in my like my like hotel and then I could put in where I want to get and it would show me the exact bus or train or the route that I need to use in order to get there. So check out if you're in a big city or whatnot, check it out. They might have an app like that to make it really easy to figure out like how to get places with public transportation. It even actually tells you like how much it would cost you to. And it's pretty amazing. It seems relatively inexpensive. The only thing is, is it definitely takes significantly longer if you're going to use public transportation. But if time isn't an issue, that's a really good option. So, okay. So that's kind of like travel, right? Airlines, cars, getting around. The next thing that I do want to talk about is where to stay. I personally 
love, 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 love Air, Airbnb or VRBO. And the reason why is because I really love having a kitchen. You know, traveling, meals, food ends up being, you know, a big expense for a lot of people because going out to restaurants for every meal is pretty expensive and not always the healthiest, you know? And when I travel, like, I like to stay pretty healthy because I want to feel good, you know? And if I'm always eating out, I notice that I feel a little bit more sluggish. I don't always have the best energy. It's not fun feeling like bloated or constipated. So it's really important to me to make sure that I stay on my healthy eating. And having a kitchen is so crucial for that. That way I can just hit up a grocery store, maybe a Trader Joe's if they have one, and get some really easy, convenient foods that I can throw together really quickly. So that way, yeah, of course, I can go check out, you know, restaurants, the best places to eat, but it doesn't have to be every single meal. So I personally love checking out Airbnb, VRBO. Sometimes there are some Facebook groups too, I've seen some Facebook groups for like short-term sublets. So like depending on how long you're staying somewhere, you know, but if you're staying somewhere for a few weeks, check out sublets because sometimes that's an option as well. And that's usually really uh, cost effective compared to like an Airbnb for a month, you know, but I really love that. The other one that I love, I'm actually at one right now is the Homewood Suite. This one is by Hilton. And the Homewood Suites are, um, it's a hotel, but it's more of like a suite style. So it actually has a little kitchenette. So last night I made tacos. I went to a grocery store and I made tacos because there's a little kitchenette and it has everything you need. It has pots, pans, utensils, plates, a little dishwasher, fridge. It literally has everything you need. So that way, you know, last night I spent like, what, 20 bucks on stuff for tacos that lasted me like two meals instead of going to a restaurant and spending 20 bucks on three tacos and then leaving a tip too, you know? So check out sweet style hotels as well. It might be a little bit pricier, but then if you compare how much you're going to spend at restaurants, like, you know, it still might be more cost effective. So that's some tips that I have as far as like figuring out where to stay. I personally think everyone should travel. You just learn so much by traveling, like literal life skill. You learn so much about different areas, different cultures, different, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. If you are the type of person who has not done much traveling, I really recommend that you start making a bit of a more priority. It is so fun to get around and see what this world has to offer. I have done so much networking. I've met so many cool people when I travel. It's just like, it's always so beneficial getting away, getting out of your own day-to-day -day life and doing something really fun and adventurous and exciting. So make it more of a priority for yourself. You know, every few months, go away for a few days, even if it's just a weekend or a long weekend, like you're going to absolutely love it. And what I'm trying to share through this episode is it doesn't have to be a huge investment. Like you can get away for a little bit on a budget. You don't have to spend a huge amount of money if you're, if you're working smarter, not harder here. If you're being really smart with how you going about, go about booking things and you use some of the tips that I shared today, it does not have to be a huge investment and it's a lot of fun. I seriously feel like it's so good for 
for your soul. Traveling has just opened my eyes to such a bigger picture. You know, it's given me more to more goals to strive for, but it's also just taught me so many life lessons that I truly don't think I would have learned if I didn't travel. And I'm all for solo travel. So even if you're not in a situation where you have someone to travel with, solo travel. It is so fun to just go away and lean into trust because you always are protected. You always are safe. And um, it's just, I can't even put it into words. Like it's just the most fun and exciting thing to just go on adventures and see new places. So I hope this was helpful and I hope you learned something new shoot me a DM or send me an email, melissaimpad at gmail.com if you have any other travel questions. I seriously love travel so much and I I have gotten pretty good at it. Maybe in a future episode, I'll uh, do one on like packing, how to pack effectively because I've gotten really, really good at it. I've broken it all down to a science and I would love to share that with you. I love you so much. Go travel, go do something fun, go be, go be adventurous. And if you do, if this inspired you to travel, let me know, <laughs> tag me on Instagram. It will totally make me smile. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And if you celebrate Easter, happy Easter. I'll catch you here back here soon on the Beautifully Built Podcast. Mwah!